All right, so when I say I hurt myself on a daily basis, like there's no exaggeration to that statement. I believe like, it. <laughs> every day, at least once. Like I run into everything in my house, like not even like new areas that I don't know where the table is. I run into shit all the time. I always have bruises somewhere. Like I hurt myself all the time. I feel like I say ow multiple times I a day. I was just about to say, I've definitely been here when I hear like, like you okay what did you do i think i also react to things that some people might not react like if whitney did that out there like he probably wouldn't be like oh he just would run into it and keep going where i run to it like (laughs) fuck oh Oh, i'm the same way i i think my i think i've gotten better but i definitely do relate into like running into things a lot and getting bruised a lot i hit my head on like the freezer and cabinets a lot and like Whitney always says I throw my neck back too much, and so I end up hitting stuff like I at the back of my head. It's like forward facing, where I should be able to see it, but I don't. And yeah. then I do the same thing where I'm like, "Oh God!" And Aaron's like, "You okay?" And I'm like, "Actually, it didn't really hurt. It just really startled me." <laughs> yeah. it's so weird. I wonder... Especially headshots. Headshots are really startling. Well, yeah. I don't. I feel like I don't hit my head <laughs> that much. More like the waist Usually, down. Waist down or like bump into something with my arm, like <laughs> run into the doorway. Yeah. Or, yep, I've done that. I've always hurt myself. I always have like, oh, remember when I messed up Your my burn? <laughs> my burn. Oh, it was disgusting. Guys, I never had used a st- steamer before and I was being lazy and wanted to iron my pants. Well, steam my pants. And I ended up doing it with my pants on because you know you can do that with an iron i wouldn't have thought of that but not with the steamer it's nasty honestly i wonder if we could post it but just do the like warning graphic image yeah holly holly literally was like can i see it i'm gonna take a picture to show to erin and her first thing she said was like this is disgusting we should share this on our story i'm like what <laughs> it's intense but people like all those medical shows where they see nasty stuff Ugh. that looks really real it was bad why not just give them the real thing now i have a beautiful scar for it <laughs> well guys um, just a little stat for you. About one in five U.S. adults visits the emergency room at least once per year. That's crazy. That is a lot. And the report based on a national survey done by researchers at the CDC found that 18% of American adults said that they visited the ER at least once in 2014 and about 6.5% said they visited the ER two or more times. Yeah, that's a lot. That's right. In my adulthood, I've only been to the ER twice. I've been to the ER for allergy situations. Yeah. But not for painful, like not for like but yeah, injuries. Yeah, like, like major, yeah, or like. Injuries. Or when your like um, appendix is about to burst yeah, no. or something. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's good. Well, today we're talking about healthcare and yes. we're really getting into it. We're getting into a lot of really important stuff. Yeah. So stick around. Yeah. This is Holly. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I do that? Try it again. <laughs> this is Loud and Louder with, with Holly, Holly and Misha. Misha. God damn it. I'm going to highlight Am I a that narcissist? for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thankfully, as an adult, I really haven't had too many injuries. Definitely nothing serious. Yeah, just like the everyday small things. <laughs> well, you know, the things that come with like girded IBS. But that's not like an injury. Um, 
But I will say, by the age of 10, I had three serious head injuries. Huh, that explains some <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. So when I was three, I was climbing on the side of the couch, wasn't supposed to, fell back and cracked my head on the like um, coffee table Ooh. and had to get staples. Stap- um, What's the difference between staples and staples? Stitches. I don't know, but staples sound scary. Yeah, the fuck? Yeah, I just remember screaming, and my my hair was like white at that point, so my hair, my whole head was just like bloody. Like a horror movie. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, And then the second one and the third one were both in fifth grade when one of them was I was skipping in PE because they would tell us, like, skip, run, freeze, whatever. I don't know what it was. And some kid, like, Ram rammed into me on accident way too hard and I fell and hit my head on the brick wall and like knocked out for a second and everyone gathered around me but by the time that my PE teacher came over I was waking up so she didn't see that I'd been unconscious and I was like can someone please go with me um to the nurses and she's like no I want you to just go by yourself and I was like okay and I was walking down the hall like squeezing my head from both sides because I was spinning so bad I thought I was gonna fall Probably you could sue her, right? What's this teacher's name? I don't remember. I don't remember names. Apparently, you don't remember <laughs> your teacher's names. She was just the PE teacher for one year, oh, so okay. She didn't leave a lasting impression either. Obviously, um, and then you the third... probably forgot all because <laughs> of the concussion. <laughs> and then the third one was at recess. I felt something hit my head, and I was like, ow. And then I let down my hand, and like blood was dripping down my oh. face onto my white T-shirt. And a kid threw a rock at my head. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do to the kid? No, he... I don't I don't think we really interacted much. He was just like a bad kid. Like, he would be at recess by himself and I guess just throw rocks at people from a distance. <laughs> so, <laughs> those were the three crazy injuries. And then thankfully after that, I really... Like, I've, I've never had like... A broken bone or a sprain? Like, maybe a toe once, but I don't think so. As a kid, did you ever want a broken bone so you could have a cast that people could sign? Because yes. I did. <laughs> but I had to get a cyst removed from my wrist. There's oh. another one now. Um, and oh. so I got a cast for that, and that was exciting. Nice. Yeah, I always I was like, man, I just want people to sign it. <laughs> like, not, like, I'm going to, no. That was right, a even though it's, like, not worth the pain. Not at all. So I, in another episode, I don't remember which one, you told the amazing story of, like, being drunk, riding an electric scooter, and, like, getting seriously injured. <laughs> my ankle's never been the same. But, yes, there's another one. Yeah. Another scooter story. Yeah. Were you also drunk for that? <laughs> yeah. Guys, don't operate machinery. <laughs> do while intoxicated. Not. Especially not these scooters. <laughs> so, this was in Detroit. This was, like, I think this was the first time Wit came to Detroit for Thanksgiving and so we were exploring the town and I already was like I really don't want to get on a scooter because I because this was like the same month oh what (laughs) wait no 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 it couldn't have been I thought the the previous one was in the summer no the previous one was for my brother's birthday which is November it couldn't have been though oh Oh my god you did the same thing twice in one month it had to have been because I don't think it was a full year after Okay, so your ankle's probably still really messed up, and then you jump on a scooter again. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense. Okay, maybe it was the following year. Either way, both happened in November. And 
Wit was like, I really let's just take the scooter so we don't have to walk. Because like our tradition that we would do is like just just walk all over downtown Detroit and just mm. like get drinks in random places and nice. go to live music. So he's like, let's go in here so we can take a thing to. We are going to get ramen. Thank God we are going to get ramen because it made me feel better afterward. Because I was so mad. You're like, so I didn't want to do this. <laughs> literally, you know, I said that when I. Found, I would have said the same yeah. thing. So this time I didn't get on my own. I got on his. So it's us two. Oh right. And <laughs> and he starts going, and it looks like he's going to miss this light, and this traffic is starting oh, to come towards. God. And I was like, no, I won't die today. So my dumb ass thought that you could just not even jump off, that you could just step off a moving scooter. Did you step back or to the side? I think to the side, regardless, it didn't matter because my body instantly flew face forward onto the oh. ground in the middle of the intersection <laughs> in the middle of the street and Whit, I don't even know I think Whit didn't even realize I fell off until like a little oh bit after God. so like he's like looking back like he's freaking out because he thought like did she just get hit by a car oh my god and thank god I had this huge hood on to cover my face because I was so salty and embarrassed number one because if I was in one of those cars, I would have been <laughs> laughing my ass off. And I was just so mad. I was oh like, I God. told you I didn't want to do this. <laughs> but it didn't hurt as bad as the first time. Right? Oh, no, no. Thank it was It was more That's just like, like it was scary. And it was just fucking embarrassing. Oh. I was like, it, I think that was the last. Uh, I might have gone on a scooter in Chicago when we got You gotta be careful with those damn like potholes and cracks in the street. It's just scary. It's really scary. Yeah. Okay, I lied. There is one injury in my adulthood that I remember. Did I ever tell you the story of um, one of my friends who remained nameless dropping me in the street? (laughs) Yes. Name your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Ryan. (laughs) You know what you did. So, okay, I'll give the speed version because I know I wasn't planning on telling this story. Um... I was wearing my bomb ass, like five inch, beautiful shoes. Okay. And have a random all night. Yeah. They're like blue and periwinkle and black. You wore them for that gala we went to, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I love them. And, you know, after a whole night of being in those shoes, your your feet start to hurt. And so I was walking really slow. We were walking to get food. You know, we were a little drunk. It's like the very end of the night. And he was trying to be helpful. And he scooped me up to carry me. But then he started sprinting. Oh, God. And I was laughing, but I was also terrified because even drunk, I knew this is this a is bad not idea. This is end well. I was, like, I was like, Ryan, Ryan, don't run. Don't run. You don't need to run. I mean, probably 10 seconds later, he trips as we're crossing the street, drops me in front of a car. <laughs> Wait, that's driving? A car pulled up to a stop sign. Thank God they stopped. <laughs> they saw me. He dropped me and then landed on me. So my whole right side. I just like, saw that TikTok that, oh, oh no, oh no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, literally that that would be perfect for this. So literally I had about a watermelon size oh. bruise on my hip and thigh. I was all scratched up and my shoulder did not feel normal for like over a year. Damn. And I hit my head and like. I remember being really mad because a couple people were like laughing at me, and yeah. I was like, "Guys, I, like that hurt like your really friends bad." Friends or strangers? Friends. Oh. Oh my god, the 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 people in the car literally got out of the car and they were like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And again, I was embarrassed. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine." <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like limping away with my like head like, through quasi yeah. like. <laughs> and like um and people were laughing, and I was like, I was like, guys, no, seriously, like that really hurt. Like my shoulders messed up. I hit my head. 
and they were like, like suck it up yeah they're like whatever <laughs> and so I am pissed that they're not like taking it seriously and then I drunkenly text Aaron and I was like I just got hurt really bad I'm not okay <laughs> and he's asleep so he doesn't see till I get home. So he sees the text when I'm already in bed next to him. He's like, oh, my God. And he starts doing, like, all these exams on me. <laughs> and he's, like, checking my body. He's like, what happened? And I was like, Ryan, drop me in the street. <laughs> but seriously, like, I looked messed up. It was bad. That's not um, good. And then Aaron may have sent a really intense text message to my friends. Really? And um, To all of them? The the ones that were that laughing, were laughing and who dropped them. <laughs> <laughs> who laughed at you? It was Sally, Mark. And- oh, they're gonna hear some words from me. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically just one of those things like bad shit keeps happening when you guys go out, and I need you to be safe and like blah blah. Um, but that bruise was wild. That's rough. It was bad. Ooh. So yeah, apparently. The theme to the story is alcohol. Yeah. I mean, I was going to, like, when I was a kid, I got stitches, like, five times, four times before I was, like, 11. Fell off a bed, hit my head. Oh, fell off a bed, hit my chin when I was, like, two, three. That was, like, the 10 little monkeys (coughs) jumping on the I was one of them. Um, (laughs) Another one. Oh, I was standing on a stool at my aunt's house. The stool, like, slipped from underneath me, and I fell and my head hit the edge of a brick fireplace and that was one of those moments where I was so embarrassed that I like acted like I was cool and then I went and put my head on my big big cousin's shoulder and she looked down it's like what the because her whole white shirt started turning red from blood Uh, so yeah that was a cool Thanksgiving and then memorable yeah very and then you know my room was messy one day woke up to go pee in the middle of the night tripped on some something and did my, your parents use that against you yeah of course <laughs> and my dresser was wide open and so the my chin i fell chin first into the corner mm. of the dresser mm. like the dresser drawer um and then i was trying to i was trying to fix my boom box y'all i was trying to fix my boom box and I somehow sliced my finger with the antenna. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how that Okay, happened. wait. What was the horrible... And we'll make it quick because I know some people can't handle cringy shit. What was the thing with the puppet? Or like oh, yeah. Stick? <laughs> so, I don't know if you guys... Uh-uh. These puppets that like... There was a stick that you'd move up and down and it'd make their head pop out and up and down. It's like an old school puppet. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. Like yeah. the whole thing is wood and it's yeah. painted. Yeah, and like there's fabric on the body so it looks like it's like standing straight up and then slouching oh, and standing okay. straight up. But it's like not, it's not a body, it's just like the torso. Yeah, okay. And I was sitting with that in my mouth. All the oh, jokes I didn't aside. Uh, yeah, and I had I had the the end with the stick in my mouth, oh. and somehow I like fell, and it like punctured a hole in the back of my like throat. Oh, that is so cringy. I don't me. even understand it. Like as I explain it now, I'm like I don't know what happened. I don't either. I don't. But it's really cringy. I don't have a hole back there. So mouth stuff really scares me. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Ugh. Okay, guys. We promise we're not just talking about injuries. We're we're moving on now. <laughs> Unless there any that we you forgot. I do remember. I I, well, I was playing kick, so many kickball. No, I was on a softball team. And this douchey dude, he was like Ron from Jersey Shore, was first base. And he literally, I was running into first place, first place, first base. <laughs> and he did not move. Like I was, it was, I was like on the baseline 
and he pretty much like rammed into me and I when I tell you like it was wow. like a slow motion movie where like I I saw myself flying in the air like oh, no. looking down like this isn't gonna be good oh, and just no. like Kirkpatrick and yeah and then my whole team came out we were about to fight this other team damn but I fucked my shit up I had when you said that watermelon bruise in your leg like my whole leg was like scraped and bloody yep. and bruised for like a long time ugh so yeah, enough about injuries. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We promise. <laughs> so Misha, yes. What? Okay, first of all, do you have a primary doctor? And if so, what's your relationship with him or her? So yes, I do. Um, haven't seen her in a while because, you know, no insurance. We'll talk about that later. But she is cool. Where I did, I did have a Zoom with her earlier this year just to go over a couple things. So I've known her. For a while, I've actually known her before she was my doctor because she was my parent, my neighbors in my parents' house. Oh. And I used to babysit her kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've started, I think I, all I know is when I started going to her is when I started doing birth control because I finally was like, she just made me so comfortable, asked me all these questions. And I was like, I don't have to lie to you. Yes, I smoke weed. Yes, I do drink. I know I'm 18. <laughs> I do have sex. Because the person before, I was like, it was like this older black man and I just was like, he can't know. He can't know the things I do. Um, but yeah, I have a good. I have a good relationship with her. So and you feel and she's my family. Like she's my mom's doctor. She was my dad's doctor. Wow. She's my brother's doctor. I think. so. How old is she? She's younger than my mom. She's probably in her. I would say probably early sixties. Mate, probably early sixties. But hopefully, now. she's not listening to this, being like, "I'm forty five, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> she has triplets. I used to babysit her triplets and oh, wow. then a little girl. Yeah. And I just saw one of them. I was like, wow, I'm getting old because he looked so much older than I was anticipating. So, yeah, she's mm. she's got to be, I would think she's in her 60s now. And you've been seeing her for like 20 years now? <sighs> don't age me. No. <laughs> I don't think I got it. I didn't get on birth control until I was, until I think I was leaving for College. So okay. I was 18. But close to Yeah, you. yeah. That's like, awesome. Yeah, I guess it is. Damn, that is almost 20 years. Fuck. That's really cool, though. Yeah. How about you? Do you have a primary doctor here? His name is Aaron Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um, No, I don't. Honestly, so I... do you do you, do you get, like, animals? Mm-mm. What? Uh, well, hold on, hold on, oh. hold on. What was the last pap smear you got? Okay, so... And Aaron doesn't count. When I... <laughs> I know that he doesn't have the tools for that. So I think I got it when I was going to replace my IUD. They had to just like check and make sure like it hasn't embedded itself into my uterine wall or something. Mm. So while they were up there, I was like, can you just also do a pap smear? Um, and so that was that was just last year. But So before that was the The list. previous IUD... Holly, you're supposed to get it once a year. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I guess I'm just confused with like what 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 else are you supposed to do in a checkup until you're older and you do like a colonoscopy and a mammogram and I mean they check your vitals and yeah that'd probably be good you know blood case. work like. <laughs> I should probably do that. Yeah, I, you should probably do at least one. I can't believe I'm the one telling you that you I need know. to do this. I did not I, know this. I know. Okay, well, the other issue is like, I, I feel like we've moved so much. I would love to just have a doctor nearby. Moved honestly, so much? You've been in Chicago for how many years? Well, in the city, I mean. <laughs> okay, I'm lazy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> honestly, though, like when I hear about your relationship with your doctor, it really makes me 
want a long-term primary care doctor. And as we're about to talk about, there are so many benefits to having a long-term doctor. So, um, yeah, I mean, I do have a really great relationship with my pain specialist gynecologist, but... um, So how often do you see her? Well, it's been a while. Well, so that's that good of a relationship. Been... How many times have you seen this woman? Like three times? Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have such a splendid relationship. <laughs> but yeah, I, I need to just find a doctor. I think I'm just lazy because I, do, I, don't, I don't like going to the doctors. I'm cheap. So if they just tell me something I already expected. But your annual like, well, is literally free. It is? Yes, you don't even have to pay a copay. Okay, well that's great. I know. I should probably do it. Yes, you need to go. You need to <laughs> Otherwise, when I have like an ailment or something, I'm just like, Aaron, what's wrong with me? And it's usually digestive related, and I just take laxative. Girl. Okay. But yeah. yeah. No, I know. You're right. 2021, you're getting a doctor. All right. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to book my appointment ASAP. We got to find you a good one. Yeah. So, okay. Let's you just, just like you said, we're going to pull up some stats on. The effects or what beneficial things come out of having a long-term doctor-patient relationship. So actually what's interesting is long-term doctor-patient relationship, they're usually longer than most relationships. So it's not uncommon for people to maintain long-term relationships with various professionals, such as your hairstylist, your personal trainers, your baristas. Baristas? Come on. Yeah, that's... I mean, I will say at Mickey's, like, I do love those guys. And they'd be like, one big Mickey. But that's not my barista. That's my burger guy. <laughs> but the average lengths of these relationships are actually, they range quite a bit. So when looking at doctor-patient relationships, uh, there's a recent match made in medicine study that revealed that 82% of people have had an ongoing relationship with their doctor. And among those, the average relationship lasted more than nine years. That's great. This was second only to the average long-term relationship with a significant other, which was 18.3%. Three years. Or three 18.3 years. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, another thing that, that, and that's how I kind of feel about my doctor, is time fosters openness and trust. So the relationship between a doctor and a patient is arguably one of the most personal a person can have in their life. Yeah, yep. they're like all up in everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, their nature requiring discussing intimate, embarrassing, or taboo topics, and particularly with these types of conversation, time leads to openness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the same study found that more patients feel comfortable discussing mental health embarrassing symptoms and family history with a long-term doctor compared to one they are just started to see and the difference is like 70 something percent compared to like in the 40 percent versus long-term doctor and just someone you start seeing so that's a big that's a significant difference definitely um and the study also found that four out of five people are likelier to take advice from a doctor they know than one they just met makes sense too yeah one last thing history provides context for better care makes sense so long-term doctor patient relationships also allow doctors to better understand their patients current medical conditions and help more accurately diagnose new ones a patient's medical history is essentially a long story um with new chapters that are added each time you know within your life Mm -hmm. so it's much easier for the doctor to add to the story that they already know rather than starting from page one yeah so lots of benefits to finding the right one and i feel like the, what's weird too about things is like people it's like you go to one you're, and it's like so do you like your doctor and you're like oh I mean they're alright but you just like stick with right. them where it's like no like that's a fine, good point you know I feel like I, I've 
find someone you actually like and I'm like that with dentists with. and we aren't we're, we're not really talking oh, much I about oh I love the, my dentist I hate dentists mine is amazing are they nice yes and, she's, and gentle she's sweet she's well, she give me laughing gas she's young cause I want that I haven't had to have any serious things so far I need a lot of serious but probably. things I feel like you you really should go, Aaron. I I had Aaron go to her too, and he loves them because the, their whole team is so like I hate chatty you. and sweet. I will go to the doctor and They're get really a shot young. every day, versus going to the dentist really? once every three months. See, yes. and I, I go. Well, isn't it twice a year? Yeah, I'm just saying. Like I will go oh, every day for a shot. <laughs> then I have to go. Yeah. See, yeah. I'm really lucky. I thankfully do have a great relationship with my dentist and the hy- hy- hygiene assistant. Hygi- Dental hygienist. Yeah. Um, she's hilarious. And like they remember things. Like they'll ask me how the podcast is going. Oh nice. They'll like ask me about Aaron by me name. A podcast I'm like, dang. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should just be like, hey I'm Misha from Holly the Holly and Misha. Misha podcast. They're like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> but, um but actually that now that I'm thinking about it, that's a great example of like I get really tense when I go to the dentist, even if it's just for a cleaning. Me too. And like, they're really good they're at making me... they're usually so rude to, they're like, you need to start flossing. I'm like, I know, bitch. I've known all my life. I try. No, they're not rude about it. And like, they're, they're really like lighthearted and funny where it makes you feel more relaxed. Cool. And it's just like a fancy, clean office. You yeah, I need, I need to check channel. that place. Yeah, I need to check that place Yeah, out. I'll, I'll give you the information. It's great. Okay. Um... So when, like, when do you, when, I guess we're going to talk about, like, when do we go to the doctor? Not often. As, Obviously, as I you said. Go, Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it took me, like, two years just to go to a pain specialist for my, I always forget the name of it, but my vagina nerve problems. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I mostly go for specialists. Like, if something seems out of the ordinary. Gotcha. Or it's a really long-term issue that I haven't been able to fix. Yeah, I I mean I usually I I definitely did go for my annuals. I try my hardest not to go when I'm sick. I don't either. You know, like I think actually I did last year when I think I had coronavirus. I think you did. Um, I think our whole office had COVID before yeah. we knew what it was. Yeah, it was in January. It was like December and January. Yeah, and I and I definitely went at that point because I'm like, okay, like this feels you feel awful. Yeah, this is bad. But yeah, I don't. I'm not going to spend $30 for them to be like, you have a cold. Right. <laughs> I'm the same way, especially because I feel like you you don't, well, don't quote me on this, healthcare professionals, but I feel like you need antibiotics more for when you're a kid. Like, do you get illnesses as an adult often where you need antibiotics to, like, get through it? I just I don't hear that as much. so. Oh. Well, I also don't have my tonsils, so strep throat... Is not a thing for me. I've only had strep throat once and it was awful. I had it so much as a kid. Ugh. Um, so, yeah, I guess we're on the same page then. We, like, try not to go unless we really need to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I used to, like, ER-wise, I used to I used to have these random, and I think we've talked about this with food, but I used to have these random, like, reactions. Big reactions. And it reactions. was, like, a combination of, like, food allergies with eczema and, like, my whole face would swell up. Ugh. Like, I looked like a blowfish. Like, it was scary. Yeah. Um, But I even stopped going for that because, like, you'd go, you'd sit in the ER for, like, an hour and a half, two hours in the middle of the night, and then they give you a big shot of Benadryl. And I'm like... 
I can do that at home. Exactly. Like, why am I doing... I never went there where I'm like, okay. I mean, granted, the one time where I passed out and pissed at myself. That was a different story. That's intense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the only time I passed out. And of course I pissed. (laughs) (laughs) That was all right. That was all right. Okay. So when do we go to the... Well, you just answered that. The ER. Yeah. I mean, I went to the ER for my kidney stone because I was like, I'm dying. This is the worst pain of my freaking life. And then the only t- other time in my adulthood was when I had the worst yeast co- yeast infection combined with an um uh do do UTI UTI uh, it was awful and and the only reason what I went to the it? ER was so because it was painful it was a Sunday so so I knew that I had both like I self diagnosed myself I, I had don't taken know if I've ever had a UTI oh. I, I had taken over-the-counter medication and, like, tried to get it to go away for two weeks, and it was just getting worse. So it's to the point where, like, my vagina was, like, swollen shut. Oh, it I'm was sorry. so bad. Wait, what? It was so bad. What 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 is that from? Is that from the yeast infection? I don't know, but, but everything, and, like, it hurt so bad when I peed. I was so itchy. Like, every step I took, I was like, gah, the torture. So I knew what I had, and I remember she was like, I was like, I'm positive, like, I've had both before, I know it's a yeast infection in UTI, she's like, I think you're right, but we still have to test it. So she pulls out this, like, gun, it literally looks like a plastic gun with a swab on the end, and I was like, oh no, she's like, ooh, you're really swollen, so this is going to hurt, okay? And I was like, okay, and I was like, "Ah!" She's like, yeah. Open the cr- yeah it was awful i literally like screamed and my college roommate at the time was with me she's like Duh, do you want me to hold your hand i was like no hold my pause but that's an example of you know being comfortable with doctors of like it's like do you smoke weed do you my answers were all no at that point i hadn't had sex yet i had never smoked weed never smoked cigarettes i didn't drink alcohol and she did not believe me she's like, she's like mm-hmm. a 19 year old in college or 18 18 year old in college doesn't do these things right you're like um check out this purity necklace bitch <laughs> <laughs> and it like blinds her she's like oh sorry you're right the body of christ compelled me <laughs> but like i get it like yeast infections utis they're really common when you're like messing around but I'm pretty sure Aaron was like out of town, and it was just because I was wearing skinny jeans in this like hot yeah, fall month. Yeah, talk more about that because I really don't understand yeast um, infections and stuff. It's really I common lucky, in I feel like in I hot, a wet climate, so like you shouldn't wear like a wet swimsuit for hours and hours, like if you're not in the water, mm. and like if you wear skinny jeans and you're in like freaking All Florida or Arizona in the summer, walking around a lot, and then sometimes it's like just luck of the draw i think uh or genetics and and actually like if you are like fooling around that would sometimes happen for me too because you're just it's moisture it's like there's moisture down there but you're looking at me like a freak it's pretty pretty common i think of a use effect i just think of cottage cheese yep it's disgusting that's gross yeah i think i've only had one like once or twice in my life these days, if I can feel it coming on... Watch tomorrow, I'm like, Ellie! <laughs> These days, if I feel it coming on, I put, like, um, I, I take, like, a couple of spoonfuls of apple cider vinegar, mix it with water, chug a huge glass of water. Oh, because, I thought you were going to say you put the spoon in Because no, that acid, like, helps balance, because it also feeds on sugar. And so then you, like, cut out your sugar. You might eat some, like, plain yogurt to get some good... 
what are those things called? Probiotics. Why can't I like speak today? Probiotics in there. Got so yeast I, on the brain. <laughs> ew. I try to do. I try to do at home remedies first, and that has worked for me for like the last five years or whatever. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're no longer yeasty. It's disgusting. Like it <laughs> freaks me out. I hate it. Ugh. All right. Well, Anyways, so <laughs> moving on from ourselves, <laughs> who's most likely to visit the ER? So um, those in the other insurance category, including people without insurance, were the most likely to visit emergency rooms. Aaron has confirmed this because yeah. I asked him about it. Um, people living in the South were also more likely to visit the emergency department when compared with other areas of the country. Huh. Um, African-American patients were significantly more likely to visit the emergency department than any other racial groups. Mm-hmm. So in 2010, African-American patients used the emergency department 54% of the time. Wow. Mm. In urban areas, the rate was higher at 59%. Um, Marcosi says... The study, that's the doctor that led the study, right? Yeah. Says that the study draws attention to health disparities experienced by certain communities in the United States. He believes emergency departments are um, bridging a gap in care for those communities. Yeah. I mean, that makes that makes sense with those stats. It's unfortunate, but it seems like the emergency room is used for your as your doctor. Like people yeah. who don't have a primary and yep. something might be wrong or even something might not be wrong. They just want to just check to make sure they're good yeah i mean i remember when aaron has been in emergency rotations i'm like so what happened tonight like and someone like, had a cold not gonna lie in Southside chicago there were a lot of trauma injuries mm-hmm. and stuff but like yeah there there are plenty of times and um especially at northwestern too where it's like yeah people just come in and treat it like their primary care doctor because yeah. they don't have a doctor or, like, they wait too long, so a minor thing becomes a slightly bigger thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of complicated, but the ER is so much more expensive. I know. Oh. But, like, I meant to look this up, too, because I feel like with Medicaid, it really diminishes the price, if not pays for it. I don't know. I'll have to ask my One of my friends goes to the ER all the time time and she know if she's listening she knows who the hell she is because i'm like what <laughs> like really she's like girl i don't take any chances i'm like okay <laughs> but i think it's also because like her insurance is so good through the state that like huh, i didn't know that she's able to do that well then i got denied for medicaid because of my unemployment money yeah Fuck, that's crazy sense. so speaking of insurance <laughs> just jump right in um let's talk about insurance in the first person situation with you yeah what the hell would you have done if you didn't have insurance i mean for when you almost died okay so here's what's so sad you're already stressed out from being in the hospital like no one wants to be like admitted to the hospital at all let alone for days and days yeah so you're just so relieved to get home and you are immediately hit with bills and you don't know which ones you're supposed to pay if it's gone through insurance or not yet like I had full insurance through work, and it was the most complicated situation, and I'm good at looking things up, I'm good at reading all the details, and I still struggled big time. Yeah. So, long story short, I think it's been mentioned briefly before in episodes. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we definitely January 1st, 2019, went to the hospital with a kidney stone, ended up having an infection that spread to my whole, throughout my whole blood, which is when you go into septic shock and that's like scary time because that's when like one second you look fine, 
but the next second you're like crashing and you're dying. Oh. So, <laughs> I mean, I just remember like they're checking my vitals at 2 a.m. because they admitted me because I wasn't responding to um, pain medication and that's abnormal. So they just want to make sure they could monitor my pain because usually they just give you morphine and send you home. And gotcha. like you just drink fluids, you wait till it passes, that's it. Mm-hmm. And like thank God that that didn't work for me because then I was. Um, admitted. Admitted. And then they were just doing like a routine checkup at 2 a.m. And then she's like, oh, no. And You're I remember <laughs> I remember Aaron was sleeping on the uncomfortable like windowsill bed. Uh-huh. And he was like, wait, I'm sorry, what are her stats? And she read them to him. And I just remember like Aaron is the most chill person ever. And his face just went gray. And I was like, this is bad. And they like push a button and all these women rushed in and were like hooking me up to all these things and doing a billion different things and then it was so dramatic because like it was just from an IV but like blood was squirting everywhere oh. and it was like so scary because I just did not know what was happening like I didn't know that septic shock was happening oh also I wouldn't God. know what that is if you had said that so basically there was like a lot of fear and craziness I remember even like within minutes of being seen by a doctor a woman was in my face with the bill and I, like, my pain hadn't even been managed yet. What? And I was like, I don't know, but, like, my husband has a credit card. And they made it seem like we needed to pay right then and there, which what? is not the case. Yeah. They just want to get as much money from you at once. Before you be- right. pay that shit again. But, like, I didn't know that. I just thought, like, okay, I have to pay this right now. And it was, like, a $900 bill. Oh, my God. And I was like, okay, put on our credit card. And then, flash forward, so I was in the hospital six. Six nights, seven days. That included the ICU, which I think is more expensive. Uh-huh. And like a billion different doctors and specialists. A ton of medication. And I get home and I'm just like, I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do. Because they bill every little thing individually in the portal. So it's like, this doctor's checkup on this day. This medication on that day. And you I know was like, so oh interesting. my god. I just saw this thing on this finance group on Facebook where this old man got... A medical bill thrown out on his collection on his like credit report because there was an itemized scap scalpel scalpel. I don't is that know. what a scalpel is? What scalpel? Check. You know scalpel. Oh yeah. Scalpel. Sca- Why does it sound weird? Scalpel. Scalpel. The more you say it, the less <laughs> it sounds like. But, but on the thing, there was an itemized for scalpel. He's like, I need that scalpel. I paid for that scalpel. I need that scalpel. And he literally wow. kept calling over and over again, asking for them. Like, sir, we can send you a scalpel. He's like, no, I want the exact same one that was oh used. My in my. And they finally just threw out the, they threw out his bill. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it's crazy. And it, and it wasn't all in my portal at once. It was like one day there'd be 10 new ones. And then a week later there's 50 new ones. And like, I had hundreds of itemized, Things And I was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this because the hospital's saying, you need to pay this ASAP, you need to pay this ASAP, you don't want to go into collections. Right. But then my insurance company was saying, wait, we need to process it because we're paying most of that. Right. So it was crazy. And I realized I had overpaid. Yeah, I remember. And they would have never said anything. I caught it. I called back. And then like a month later got refunded like $500 because basically with my plan... My out-of-pocket maximum for the whole year, <laughs> hit it on the first day, Jesus. was $6,000. So I owed the hospital $6,000, and from there, my insurance was responsible for the so rest. So you paid $6,000 out-of-pocket? Six freaking thousand dollars. Damn. So, um, and like, 
once I added up everything, if I hadn't had insurance, it was about one hundred and ten thousand dollars. fucking crazy. That I would have just had to come up with, or like paid off for I don't know decades. Like, and I'm just this twenty-six-year-old, like healthy woman. Let me let me say I worked out that morning, felt great, but that's one of those things that just all of a sudden. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're in the hospital. Well, hopefully it doesn't happen to me because I ain't got no insurance. <laughs> <laughs> my insurance is called Stephanie Susan Spring. <laughs> Which my she's pretty reliable. That? Yeah. At least she's reliable. And she's definitely my insurance. But I mean, it really opened my eyes to a whole whole world where like it is so unorganized. Like the bill collectors your money. are not talking to the insurance company. No. The insurance company is not talking. Like it's a freaking mess. And like, I'm not trying to be rude, but there are people significantly less capable and intelligent than I am to like I mean I made dozens of calls and like did tons of research to figure this out a lot of people just let that shit go to collections because it's so ridiculous like what are you supposed to do with the $80,000 bill right and you're making $40,000 a year like what are you supposed to do with that it is nuts and then I just think like these poor people who like don't have any insurance and again like they're like well I'm just gonna risk it hopefully I'm good and then you get hit by a car or you get a kidney stone and then I mean, it was the amount of stress it caused me was pretty much equal to actually being sick. Damn. It's not. It's it's a messed up system. Yeah. It really is. Well, I I had insurance until we got laid off, and right. then it was a Cobra option, which was so. Expensive. It was like five hundred dollars a month. I'm like, I'm not. I'm sorry. I yeah. can't. Like, I don't blame you. I just so as of right now, until I get a new job, I'm yeah. just free. <laughs> Free balling, <laughs> free sailing out here. Um, it does make me nervous for you and like our other friends who are uninsured. But I don't know what else to tell you because like I can't blame you. Like I'm right, so I grateful. Spent Five thousand dollars, six thousand dollars on insurance yeah, last year. That it didn't. That's use. insane. And I I'm lucky that when we got laid off, I went on Aaron's student insurance. Right. And then he started working as a resident doctor. So I, like I'm so grateful for him because I'd be in the same boat. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I definitely. Definitely, we need to have insurance soon, so yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. But um, here's a couple stats about insurance. So people of color, small business owners, people with a low income, and young people are most likely to be uninsured. And yeah, that's up to 7.7 million U.S. workers with employer-sponsored health insurance, like me, have lost their jobs during the pandemic. Yeah, and me. then when you include their dependents, that's 14 million people. At least. At least. That that lost their insurance due to COVID. Yeah, that's crazy. During a pandemic, it's like, okay, right. so yeah, don't get sick. Don't for get sick. <laughs> yeah, but we're not gonna insure you. I mean, I will say, I I haven't gotten any colds or anything since the pandemic because I'm around such fewer people. Yeah, and you're just more careful with stuff too. Yeah. I think I saw that they are saying that the flu season is actually not as bad this year because people are so precautious from COVID. And I actually got the vaccine this year, but I just remember I would usually get sick because everyone in the office was sick. Yeah. We're in close quarters and around lots of food. Yeah. Um with a ton of people. So I think that alone minimized our risk. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Please don't get sick, Misha. <laughs> Please, Misha. <laughs> so, you know, we're not going to dwell on it, but we have to talk about 
COVID-19 a little bit, okay. you know. Yeah, it's, probably. It's a big part of our lives right now. Uh-huh. And um, we just want to address a couple of things with the vaccine because we were curious about this. Yeah. So Erin um, confirmed this, that uh, like one of our questions was, can you still be a carrier of COVID-19 if you have the vaccine? Right. His answer was, we don't know because it hasn't specifically been tested in triers, trials, but Theoretically, there's a short window of time where a vaccinated person can be exposed to the virus and they may be able to spread it to another person before their body mounts the immune defense against it. Okay. Also, there's that 5% of people in the trials who took the vaccine and still contracted COVID-19. So those people would also be able to spread it. So, okay. Um, The other question we had was how quickly does the vaccine take to work? Mm -hmm. So he said for Pfizer, which is what he has taken um, both doses of, woo, yeah. Um, it's two days, uh, God, two doses, okay. 21 days apart. Okay. So three weeks after the first dose, you can expect 52% efficacy. Okay. That's a fancy word. I definitely would have read that as efficiency. Erin's <laughs> <laughs> smart. Look at you. <laughs> and then one week after the second dose, you can expect the 95% efficacy. Okay. So just because you get the vaccine doesn't mean you should be like partying right the next away. Day. Right. <laughs> Give it um, a month, then party. Yeah. Well, I mean, after the second yeah, dose, especially. And even still, we still should be, <laughs> don't listen to me. <laughs> and then Moderna is two doses, 28 days apart, and it's very similar in the timeline. Okay. Um, and then new studies have shown that previous COVID infection offers roughly five months of immunity. Huh. Um, so, you know. I didn't know that. There, I know people who feel more comfortable waiting on the vaccine or not getting the vaccine because they've had COVID. But it yeah, because I have heard people say, like, I'm fine. I'm not going to get it. And I thought that that was wrong. So you can get COVID again. Right. Like, it, I don't think it's very common, but, like, Aaron had a guy. I remember you saying that. A month after he was discharged from the hospital, he was admitted again. For Does a, that mean that he still had it or he got it again? Like, I wonder if it was still in the system. I don't know. But regardless, it's such a new thing. Yeah. Like, you should err on the side of caution, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. So, just curious, are you taking the vaccine when it becomes available? Yeah, I plan to. Okay, cool. Yeah. Me too. You. I would like yeah. to take it today. Yeah, I just, I'm ready. I really want to see my family in Iowa, and there are so many of them that I don't feel comfortable doing that until I have the vaccine. Yeah, like... My mom, she's going to be next in line, and I'm excited for her to get it so then we can go to our wedding tasting. Because she doesn't feel comfortable going, you know, eating and drinking out. Yeah. Especially with, I mean, she doesn't even feel comfortable doing that with me and Wit, <laughs> let alone with other people. Right. So Again, though, I mean, better to err on the side of caution. Yeah. Um, she's a smart lady. <clears throat> yep. So, okay, now we have to address health disparities. Okay. Um, I think this is your section. Is it? Oh, okay, cool. We didn't write it down, but take it away, Misha. Alrighty. So, <laughs> health disparities are factors that cause disproportionately worse health outcomes for a certain group of people compared to another. So, these factors include access to health care, financial burden, transportation issues, mistrust in doctors, racism slash prejudice, and anything that prevents someone from getting the same care as another person. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunate, but... It's here. Mm -hmm. So let's break this down a little. So racism and bias happened with healthcare workers, insurance companies, and et cetera. For example, assuming black women have a higher pain tolerance, um, which is really a thing, which is kind of insane. Yeah, there have been studies. Yeah. 
Um, Tuskegee, the Tuskegee. Um, infamous. Yeah. Experimentation on black Syphilis, men, right? Giving men syphilis. Yeah. Without... Also telling people that they're being treated when they're not. Right. So that's, you know, after that, you get some trust issues. Yeah. Um, Henrietta Lacks, who scientists were using her cells for research, research with stuff that they still use her cells, I believe. Like, and it was, yeah, I, I can't she didn't remember give the details, but, but it's, it was like a study that advanced science greatly. Yeah, like it, it, what what came out of it was great, but the fact that she had no knowledge, knowledge of it. that she yeah. was being used, basically. Let alone any recognition of like... Thank you for helping science. Right. So, guys, these are some statements that we found where, like, I read them and I'm like, this is freaking crazy. So. From actual studies, though. Actual studies. This is how. For example, black people's nerve endings are less sensitive than white people's. False. Black, false. Black people's skin is thicker than white people's. Also false. Black people's blood co- coagulates. 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 More quickly than white people's. Also false. So these disturbing beliefs are not long forgotten 19th century relics, guys. These are notions harbored by far too many medical students and residents as recently as 2016. Yikes. In fact, half the trainees that were studied in the survey that we found held one or more such false beliefs, according to a study published in the Proceedings of the National Academies of Science. So that 40% of first and second year medical students endorsed the belief that black people's skin is thicker than white people. Like that's... Which is terrible because then you're not treating pain correctly. Right. You're not giving out medication properly. It's it's just nuts. I mean, especially like for me as just like a normal person, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, no way. But like these are medical students that are serving that they believe that. Yeah. And that was recently. (laughs) Yeah, 2016. Um, In a 2012 study, uh, these people found a correlation between pediatricians' implicit, uh, which is unconscious, racial bias in how they treated pain in a simulated African-American or white teenager following surgery. As the strength of provider implicit bias favoring whites increased, the likelihood of prescribing appropriate pain medication decreased only for the black patient. What's more, a meta-analysis of 20 years of studies covering many sources of pain in numerous settings found that black patients were 22% less likely than white patients to receive any pain medication. Crazy. Because this wasn't part of this study, but I also My pain tolerance is awful. (laughs) Let me just tell you, as a black woman, <laughs> have no pain tolerance. Um, and I don't think it was a study, but another one we read there that um, there's also bias that contributes towards black patients getting less or no medication because there's a like subconscious or conscious belief that they're more likely to abuse their medication. Which to me is crazy because, like, not gonna lie, typically with all those the pill poppers, pill poppers, and stuff, they're typically. Stereotypical white uh, yeah. suburban women. Suburban. Yeah, and their kids. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so, so that's it's just crazy. Yeah, just had to call those things out. Yeah, and... it's real. It's so real. And like, I know so many medical students and now resident doctors that, and they'll all tell you like, there's absolutely health disparities. Yeah. They've seen it with their own eyes. They've studied it. Well, that's why I'm glad like, you know, people like Aaron, like we do need more black people within yeah, the medical community. Absolutely. So, with that in mind, black people's relationships with doctors. Yes. Um, 
I only read part of it. I really need to finish it. But Aaron has this amazing book. If this is an interesting topic to you, you should check out Black Man in a White Coat, A Doctor's Reflections on Race and Medicine by Damon Tweedy. We'll put that in our notes. Yeah, it's excellent. So it's this really prestigious, successful black doctor and just his whole story of, you know, from med school to Mm -hmm. decades in medicine. Okay. And um, it's the story, like, one of the starting stories was about a woman who came in with her breast wrapped in a paper towel. Separate from her. Yes. Like, rotted off her body. Oh, my God. And she wanted them to reapply it. She had had breast cancer for years and didn't come in Mm. because she couldn't afford to take off time from work to go to the doctors. She also didn't have great insurance. She was also afraid of the healthcare system and didn't trust doctors. There were so many disparities that kept her from coming in at a time where they could have saved her. So by the time she did come in, it was too late. They obviously could not reattach the breast and she ended up dying of breast cancer. Um, oh, but, gosh. but it's just, it's so eye opening and especially, I mean, I'm not in healthcare obviously, and I found it so educational, so eye opening, but especially if you're going into medicine, I feel like you need to read this book. Yeah. Okay. So moving on a Harvard business review found that black men seen by black doctors agreed to more and more invasive preventative services than those seen by non-black doctors. Oh. A lot of this is due to better communication and trust. Yeah. And by encouraging more preventative screenings, the researchers calculate that a workforce with more black doctors could help reduce cardiovascular mortality to cause a 19% reduction in the black-white male wow. gap in cardiovascular mortality, aka death, and reduce um, by an 8%, so an 8% decline in the black-white male life expectancy gap. Wow. So, if you're a person of color, please, if you feel drawn to medicine, know that you, sh- you should do it. You can make a huge impact. Whether you have people in your life who look like you in that field or not, know that like it is still a place meant for you. There's a seat at the table for you. Yeah. I know um, I have multiple friends of color in medicine who have experienced um, the... What's that syndrome? Where are you? Oh, I yeah. Um, imposter. imposter syndrome. Imposter yeah. syndrome. Yeah. But like, obviously, the medical community needs more black physicians. Yeah. So last thing on this topic, racism and bias towards doctor of color mm-hmm. also happens. Um, Harvard Medical School did a study and they found that um, overt bigotry expressed towards doctors of black, Indian, and Jewish heritage was occurring. Mm. So several medical journals have had to publish guidelines for doctors with titles like Dealing with Racist Patients and the Discriminatory Patient and Family Strategies to Address Discrimination Towards Trainees. Um, yeah. And it's sad that like that even needs to happen, but thankfully it's sad but not surprising. I mean, like, thank God there are resources now, and like I know there are more um, like diversity programs and groups and leaders to help with this. Yeah, but the numbers are still crazy. very small, though. I mean, Aaron, I know that Aaron really enjoyed being at University of Chicago yeah. medical program because there were more black people yes. within the program, it, it, like way more than your average. And way more is school. like what. Because um, remember, weren't you telling me like when he would go looking at where oh, he could do residency, and he's like, "Oh my God, there's a black, there's one there's like one half black, black person that's so that, diverse." That's crazy. Yeah, anesthesia in particular is not a super diverse 
like category of medicine mm-hmm. and then like also just depends like U Chicago's medical school was super diverse. I think his class had like 20 out of 80 oh. were like black or Mexican. Oh wow. Which is shockingly that's, high. Yeah, that's good. And then their anesthesia residency has like no people of color. Wow. So it it just depends, but at Northwestern he said there were there was at least one black person each year of residency and that really drew him in cuz you don't always want to be like the token, the token black doctor. Right. Yeah. Especially a token young black doctor. I'm sure he probably <laughs> Yeah, he'll have patients who are like you're my doctor? You look like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, gaga goo goo bitch. Turn around and cough. <laughs> gaga goo goo bitch. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. So some takeaways from this episode. Um, number one, if you have insurance... Use it, guys. Use it. Like, you're already paying for it. And I feel like there's been so many things where I'm like, now especially that I don't have insurance, I'm like, wow, I definitely should have, like, especially the dentist. And we know we didn't touch on dental with this episode, but quite frankly, I'm terrified of the dentist. And we'll get to that in another episode. (laughs) Um, But yeah, get your annuals, Holly. I will. You need to get your vagina checked once a year, at least. And then... I think, mam- well, you're younger than me. I think mammograms start at like 40. 40, 45, though, is when you really need to. Yeah, but they're suggesting at 40 now, especially if you have a health history. Yeah. And depending on the severity of your family's history, even earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, why not, when in doubt, just get checked for things. Yeah. Catch it before it's too late. Yeah, don't WebMD everything, guys. If you yeah. have it, use it, because all of a sudden you're going to be like, Great, I'm dying because or my I'm left fine. finger <laughs> Not sure. on my right hand. Wait, my left <laughs> finger, my you know what I mean. <laughs> Trust the professionals. So the last thing we want to mention, and we're very excited about this, yes. in the next like two to three weeks, mm-hmm. be on the lookout. We'll post more information on our social media. But our very own Dr. Aaron Smith, aka what? my husband, yeah. is going to do an Instagram live QA mm-hmm. about COVID, the vaccine, etc. Um, he's been keeping up to date a lot with like research as it's coming out. Yeah, really he just got his second it. shot, right? So he's like he's, officially he's good. It's been over a week, so he's got basically as much immunity as you can get. And does he still have to get tested at work? No. Okay. Nope. Um, he's also not working with COVID patients at the moment, so okay. that might be why. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, there are no dumb questions. COVID, the vaccine, it gets really confusing. Yeah. So please send us your questions. We want them ahead of time so he's not just completely bombarded. And he loves to double check things. So yeah. we want him to feel prepared. So please, whether it's through Instagram message, Facebook message, or preferably our email, yeah. send us questions loud and louder podcast at gmail.com and we're gonna gather those up and then do our first instagram live video yeah it'll be cool really exciting and kind of scary yeah I, <laughs> I think i think it will i think it'll be a great thing yeah. yeah so stay healthy take care of yourselves and thanks for listening yep this is loud and louder with, with holly, holly and misha. misha i almost said holly again jesus <laughs>